turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show, and I'm just very grateful to be with you today. So what we're going to talk about today is volunteering, volunteering our time, our energy, our gifts. It's just so important, and I don't know about you, but, but see, for me, sometimes what happens is, is that um, there's downtime. There's time where we're not sure what to do with that time, and yeah, we could watch TV, we could read a book, we could pray. Um, we could call somebody or text somebody and say, how are you doing? And lately, I've been finding that I'm, I've got some downtime. I've got some downtime. And we all need downtime. And sometimes I, I was nervous about having downtime. I just wanted to stay busy because I didn't want to deal with whatever it is I'm dealing with. Can you relate to that? Because sometimes that just is what happens. Um, so what can we do when we are kind of feeling down, feeling disconnected. What, what can we do? Well, we can volunteer our services. We can make the most of every opportunity by volunteering their, our services to help others. Volunteering at the soup kitchen, the hospital, or a local school are all ways for you to shine Christ's light in the world. Jesus tells us we are his light in the, in the world, and it is vital that we shine our light for him. How is your light doing? Are you snuffed out? Are you depleted in your energy and just your positivity? It hasn't been zapped out from you? Or do you feel filled up? Do you feel rest, rested, fed, renewed, refreshed, so that you can share the joy of the Lord with other people? In your everyday life, you can make the most of every opportunity, taking time out of your day to talk with others. Pray for them, pray over them, will prove to be good use of your time. When you take time to talk with others, it shows your genuine concern, love, and compassion for the individual. I am finding these days that I'm having more opportunities to do that. And I'm thinking back that I think before I might have been just too busy too um, overwhelmed or involved and not taking the time to do God's work, to not be available, to not look for that opportunity to, to impart, to impact just those that are around us. You know, it's one thing to be on stage and talk to a lot of people or be on the radio like I am right now and, and hopefully change someone's lives or their thinking a little bit, make, helping them make better choices in their day-to-day uh, thought processes. But it's that one-on-one that really feels so amazing. And I have so many of these lately. It's just they're happening more often. Now, 
um, is that because God changed his mind and is using me more? Or is it because I made a change in my mind and in my heart to make myself stop, to breathe, to be more available to those around? Like someone will say something to me and instead of me saying, oh, you know, like, how are you? How many of you say, oh, hi, how are you? but really are not waiting to find out exactly how that person really is. And that person on the other end can probably feel that it's just one of those things that you say without the depth of saying, no, how are you really? How are you really? And how many of us kind of put that mask on or just say, I can get through this by myself, I can do this, when really we really are crying out inside, our hearts are melting, they're crying, they're bleeding, And we just really would like to have somebody reach out and say, no, how are you really? Praying with others and praying for others will help you make the most of every opportunity as prayer is truly powerful. If you take the time to talk with others and pray with them, as well as privately pray for them on your own, you will be the hands and feet of Jesus. As a Christian, God has called you to serve him and help others. There is no greater privilege than to serve God with your entire heart, soul, and strength. If you live out your days in service to God, you will never waste an opportunity. I'm just here to say that I have made this my prayer. I've made this my goal of being available, to being aware of of people and maybe what's going on with them. Do you know that the, the suicide rate has gone up? People getting into drugs, getting just because they want to be numbed from the pain of feeling lonely, feeling like they don't matter, they don't belong. People that discount themselves, saying that because they did this or that, that they're no, no longer of worth to do whatever God is wanting them to do. That's a lie from the devil. So why does this matter? Many people will try to argue about the truthfulness of the Bible, but nobody can argue with your testimony or your own personal relationship with the Lord. Despite the Bible having been proven to be true through his, through history, archaeology, and the martyrs of the early followers of Christ, many people still deny it as being the word of God. You know, there's nothing better than a testimony to say that, you know, I know where I was, I know where I am, and how I got here is because of what? Because of what? Because somebody came into your life? Because somebody spoke over your life? Maybe somebody was praying for you and it took forever, but you're still here to to talk about it? Where are you in your life? You know, if you if you take an assessment of your life, because we need to do this, we need to check ourselves. I, I like to check myself at the door. You know, it's not this this radio show is not about Sue Freeze. It's about you. It's about the Lord and what the Lord wants to impart in your life. It has nothing to do really with me other than me being here to be used for his glory and hopefully impact those listening to help you become more to to understand who you are in Christ and that he created you for a purpose and that he wants you to fulfill that purpose. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you listen to the right people, you listen to the right words, that you understand who you are and how you were created and why you were created. It's going to give you the power and the strength to thrust through whatever you're going through. You know, I have people working for me that are struggling. They're struggling, and I am doing my best to be there. And sometimes it's not to enable them. To have consequences be the consequences, that it's not me doing this to you, it's you doing this to you. 
And sometimes as a parent, as a boss, as somebody in an authority position, sometimes that's what's necessary is that sometimes we have to have that tough love conversation, that tough love conversation that says this is not okay, that you're ruining your life, that you're going down a path that's going to go nowhere but bad fast, and it's time for you to take an assessment, look at where you are, look at what you're doing, and what you need to do to change. And sometimes these habits that we've been doing for a very long time are hard to break. But not impossible. I used to bite my fingernails. I mean, it sounds gross. But I used to bite my fingernails. In fact, I, bu- I did that for 50 years. 50 years I bit my fingernails. But I'm not biting my fingernails anymore. So if there's hope for me to stop a habit that I've been doing for 50 years, there's hope for you that you could stop doing whatever it is you're doing that's creating something negative for your life. So that's a testimony for me to you is that it sounds simple. You know, why do you bite your nails? It's such a dirty habit. Yes, it is. It is a dirty habit. But it had a connection there that made me comforted. Uh, It it was just something that brought me comfort until I realized that the pain had to be worth the gain and it was a disgusting habit and I had to stop. And so I found a way to do that. And thank you, God, for giving me the strength to, to be able to get turned off by it and uh, make a change. The Bible is the complete, accurate, infallible word of God, 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17. And we are wise to adhere to its teaching and instruction. God wants you to make the most of every opportunity. And now you know how to make every opportunity count for him. Do you know how to make every opportunity count? The roadblock. Have you ever felt like you had a roadblock? I, I have roadblocks. I would say every day. I, I have a roadblock every day. And sometimes I see that as somebody not wanting me to to accomplish the goal. There'll be things in my path. And do I just turn and walk the other way? I think about it and I'll think, okay, is what is the reason for the roadblock? And if it's something I need to pay attention to, then I'm going to pay attention to it. If it's something that is screaming that I know it's the right thing to do and I just got to get over this roadblock, whether I go over it or around it or break through it, that's the decision I need to make based on the information that I have. Information is key. We need to be knowledgeable. We need to get the right information in our head and the right belief system in order to push through whatever it is we need to push through in order to make things happen. Peter and John were going to the temple to pray. They were doing what some call the Lord's work. What could be more important than the Lord's work? But as is usually the case, even today, God had a plan for Peter and John that day that didn't show up on their calendar. If we're too busy doing the Lord's work to actually share the Lord's love, power and glory with others, we need to reset. And that's kind of what I was saying before is that that was me. I was I was so busy thinking I was doing what I was supposed to do that I was missing opportunities that now because I'm I'm at peace and I'm breathing And I'm praying that the Lord reveal to me appointments, whether it's a conversation or a smile or a hug or a, you know, an encouraging word, a text, a phone call, that I'm making that time to make that important. And it's not for me. It's it's to do what God is is wanting me to do. So. you're listening to the Sue Freeze show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I would love for you to go to my website. My website, I spent a lot of time on it, and the people that have put it together for me are amazing. 
and they've done a great job. I would love for you to go there and check it out and tell me what you think. But also connect with me by going to the texting or the emailing part so you nobody else reads it but me. And if you need anything, if you need counseling, if you need encouragement, if you need prayer, anything, I'm not saying I'm going to be the one that will do it, but I have resources. So I will do my best to connect you with those that can help you in the arena in which you need help. Uh, and I think it would be a great thing. So I'm hoping you take me up on that. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. All the man wanted was a little bit of cash. That's how most broken people in our world are. They just want the help they need to get them to the next day. But Peter and John didn't settle for that. Rather than just passing on some coins to lighten their guilty conscience, they directed the man's attention to something better than silver and gold. Rather than viewing this man as an obstacle to be avoided on a busy day, they saw him as an opportunity to obey Christ by being his witness. And the reward in Acts 3.8, this is all on Acts, Acts starting 3.1, and it's going down on the story to give you a little bit of history. The fact that the lame beggar was healed and went about praising God usually gets most of the attention in the story. That's understandable, but something else happened because of the apostles seizing this opportunity. While the healed man was jumping around and praising God, he was unknowingly advertising for the great sermon that Peter was about to preach. One simple act of stopping to speak the gospel to a broken man led to thousands of people hearing the gospel message. So one thing we can do, and it's something that I am doing, is before my feet hit the ground, I am changing a habit, and I'm getting in sync with the Lord first thing each day. God is always at work and invites us to join him in what he's doing in the lives of others. The problem is that many of us are not tuned in to sense his leading. A great way to get in sync with the Lord is to begin each day saturating our minds with his word, basking in his presence in worship, and communicating with him in prayer. Doing this will get us on the same frequency as the Lord in the following days. It will. It really will, because I'm proof of it. I have so much going on in my life, so much going on in my life, and I have to tell you that um, doing this now has changed my demeanor. It's changed my... um, patience level. I'm, I'm asking the Lord to reveal things that normally I would be trying to figure it out on my own. And now things get brought to me or a person will text me or I'll find out that somebody is having to get out quick out of where they live. And they're in a dilemma because they have nowhere to go. And luckily, I have some place they can go. So it's nice that I have the opportunity to be able to help and share and, and do things Um, And the people that I do this with, there is such a form of gratitude. And it's so it's so um, personal. It's personal. These things are personal. So to be able to help on a level of of that is so intimate and sensitive that it makes me feel like I'm in the in crowd of being able to help. Uh, just because the Lord has blessed me in a mighty way. But you know what? He's blessed you too. Sometimes we just don't even realize the blessings that we have. He says to be thanks in all things, and that's the good and the bad and the ugly. Uh, You know, to be thankful. And I, I say this often, that I am thankful. I'm thankful for anything and everything that I've gone through. You know, uh, I could have had a really easy life, but if I had a really easy life, listen carefully here, you wouldn't be the person you are today. 
And we have a choice on how we handle whatever comes our way. We have an attitude choice, and it's our belief system. Woe is me, or how can I change this mess into a message? How can I make this an opportunity to help others? What can I do to bring joy in this situation? How can I encourage and inspire those around me? These are the questions that if we ask, he will shed his heart and his love on us so that we have the power and the courage to speak out and be what he wants us to be. So prioritizing God's agenda in our minds is an important thing. Align our hearts with God's heart for others. I pray that, you know, let me let me feel and love the way you love, Lord. Let me see with your eyes. Let me feel with your heart. Let me let me walk where you want me to walk. Open our eyes to the opportunities around us. Sharpen our sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading. Sharpen our sensitive. Provide boldness that flows from our joy in the Lord. How about this one? Number two, address sin in your life, ASAP. Sin dulls us to the things of God, including opportunities to share about him. It turns our attention inward, causing spiritual nearsightedness where we only focus on ourselves. The solution is found in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confession is not a once a day event, but a continual process throughout our day. If we want to clearly see the opportunities God gives, we need to confess the sins that disrupt our fellowship with him. Are you doing that? When you realize you've done something, are you acknowledging to yourself that there's something? And if you've affected somebody else, are you letting them know that you're sorry and that you're working on it? I'm so thankful that God's not done with me yet, that this life is a journey. And I bet that you're thankful too, because he's a forgiving God and he wants us. He loves us. He loves us so much. And he's not going to let us stay the way we are because he loves us that much. So pay attention. Sometimes we miss opportunities simply because they are not top of mind. First Peter 1.13 says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, focus on what will matter in the long run, including sharing the hope of Christ with others. A great way to do this is to set goals. For example, this week I'm going to talk to three people about Christ. Opportunities are much more evident when we are looking for them. Increase your margin. Sometimes we don't take advantage of opportunities or pursue them because we don't have the time. Oh boy, we are tempted to fill schedules so full there is little margin for extra. If this is you, perform a calendar audit to make room for unexpected opportunities. The key is what to take out of your schedule. Another strategy is to limit the time you spend on your phone. A noted poet said it best, things that matter most must never be at the mercy of things that matter least guilty. I'm guilty. I am so guilty. I wake up at four in the morning and I'm on my phone for two hours. What am I doing? I am doing social media. I'm getting caught up on emails, getting caught up on texts, and I'm doing social media. I'm posting. I'm doing this. Why? Because I'm trying to build the business, trying to build uh, an awareness of what we do and how we do it. And um, yeah, so 
then what I do is I put the phone down and then I am having this time with the Lord. So maybe I need to reverse that. Maybe, just maybe I need to do that because I'm not spending two hours with the Lord. So maybe I need to change that. But I've already changed some of my habits. I've already changed it to where uh, I am spending time with the word. I'm spending time with the Lord, which I wasn't doing as much as I am now. Focus on others. As you go about your day, make others a priority, even when you are busy. Sometimes small gestures can turn into large opportunities. Extending a smile might initiate a conversation. A random act of kindness might start a friendship. A listening ear might establish trust. Ask yourself, how do you like to be treated by others? Then put into practice with others what you write down concerning yourself. Don't let a missed opportunity keep you from the next opportunity. Sometimes we may miss an opportunity to share the gospel, then kick ourselves for missing that might have been. However, if we dwell too long on what might have been, we can miss out on what is happening right now. If that happens to you, ask the Lord to teach you what you need to know about that missed opportunity. Then move on to the next one. As entrepreneur Richard Branson points out, opportunities are like buses. There's always another one coming. Regarding opportunities, Paul sums it up best in Ephesians 5, 16, 17. Are you ready? Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. In other words, focus on the Lord and the assignments. He brings your way where you can make a difference in the lives of others. Is there somebody that comes to mind right now that where you feel like you need to reach out, you need to touch, touch that person by phone, by text, by email? But is there somebody that comes to mind, do me a favor, do yourself a favor and do that person a favor? Don't wait. Don't wait. Do it today. Do it within the next hour. You want to contact that person. There's a reason why that person is coming to mind right now, and that person might need you more than anything right now. That person that's coming to your mind right now, there might be unsolved issues, there might be unforgiveness, there might be a decision that needs to be made and you could help with that decision. I mean, there's so many different things that that person could be going through right now and you don't know because you haven't touched base. So touch base. Remember that person, don't forget. When we're done here, don't forget. I want you to reach out to that person, whoever it is. Maybe you have more than one. Maybe there's two or three, but please, please don't just ignore it. They're there for a reason. I hope this has been helpful. I really hope this has been helpful because our life is short. This is not a dress rehearsal. I'm telling myself this every day now because I really think that, you know, things are about to change. We thought they were changing with COVID. There's more things happening here. Just all the things that I hear on social media and everything with transgenders, with the school system, with our money, with our government, with everything that's going on, it's going to affect all of us. So be aware of what's happening around you. Don't get overwhelmed to where you lack courage and boldness, but pay attention to what's happening. Because you know what? You can make a difference one person at a time. Each one of us, we're held accountable. And I just want you to feel good about what you're doing. So make the right choices for you and for the Lord, because it's a ripple effect. 
We will be back with more of the Sue Freeze Show right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS. TermiteLady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. I really, I'm so grateful and so thankful for E. coli, termite, and pest control. And listen, if you are looking for a new career, if you are looking for something new to do or you're not happy where you are, E. coli is hiring and E. coli is a wonderful place to work. We have 75 employees right now. We hit the top 100 in North America, which is no small thing because it's just not. And I'm very thankful to be part of the team, and we have great people working there. We have seven offices, so if this entices you at all or you're interested in more, go to termitelady.com. There is a careers section. Go on there. Click on it. I was just there today looking at it. And there is a quick one-page application. Fill that out, send it in, and we'll get in touch with you. You have to have a clean driving record because you're going to be driving around. Um, you have to have a great attitude. We'll teach you skills. If you have licensing certifications, of course, that's going to help because it saves us a little time. Um, seven offices. We cover San Diego. Minifee is our brand new one. We have Moreno Valley. We have Anaheim. We have Mission Hills is corporate, uh, which is in San Fernando Valley. And then we have Oxnard that handles a very large area. And then we have Santa Maria Orchid area. And we're looking for other opportunities. If there is a company out there that might want to sell, we are interested in buying also. So um, keep us in mind. The company name is E. Cola. 
services, and we do termite pest and rodent exclusion. And uh, we have longtime employees that have been with us a long time, and we're like a family, a team, and uh, we're making things happen. So I feel very fortunate and blessed. So getting into uh, part two of this show, the Sue Freeze show, Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Um, we're talking about our words, our thought processes, um, being a servant, helping other people, looking for those opportunities. And uh, so I'm just going to go right in here. And Proverbs 1, 24, 33, it's scripture in the Bible. It says, but since you rejected me when I called and no one gave heed when I stretched out my hand, since you ignored all my advice and would not accept my rebuke, I in turn will laugh at your disaster. I will mock when calamity overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you, then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but will not find me since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord since they would not accept my advice and spurred spurned my rebuke. They will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes for the waywardness of the simple will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. That's kind of a tough one to start a show with. So let me just say that our Lord is a forgiving Lord. He's a loving God, and he created you for a purpose. And he gets sad when there's people that are just being downright, I don't want to say the word stupid, but doing things that are totally counterproductive to what God is wanting for this world and for our lives. And so when you're choosing, what are you choosing Are you choosing right from wrong? And do you know the difference between right and wrong? And when I'm reading this, I I, there are people that come to mind about not understanding what the future holds. There's people that come to mind that I care for, that I feel like they're just down the wrong track. They're they're just going down the wrong track. And as much as I love them and I try to share my heart and my love for them, not judgment, okay, because it's not the judgment. It's just that there is judgment that's going to happen down the road. It's not for me to judge, but there will be judgment. And when I end my life, when I end my life, when my life ends, I'm not ending my life, when my life ends, I just want the Lord to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, there's people out there that are going, oh, you know, I don't believe in that and and whatnot, and that's okay. Where do you go when you die? What happens to your body? What happens to you when you die? Ask yourself that question. What happens to you when you die? Ooh, just ask that question. That servant who knows his master will and does not get ready or does not do what his master wants will be beaten with many blows. This is kind of really like, ooh, heavy duty. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. This is in Ephesians. So do you feel there's fruitless deeds happening? And do you feel that there's deeds of darkness that are happening in our world right now? Do an assessment of what you're hearing, what you're seeing. Do you feel secure? Do you feel safe? I'll tell you, I do not. I don't feel safe. I don't feel secure. There's so many unknowns right now, more than I've ever had, but I do know that the Lord's got me and that I'm protected because of him. Does it mean nothing bad happens to good people? No, doesn't mean that. 
you know, there's things that are going to happen, but um, it's how we deal with them that changes things. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Do you have selfish people in your life? Do you have people that all they think about is themselves? Do you have other people that are just so selfless that just look for opportunities to love you or to love other people? When you think about those two people, which one is more attractive to you? Which one do you want to spend time with? Which one do you trust more? I want to be that person. I want to be the person that people trust. I want to be that person where people, you know, can can know that if they ask me or if I tell them that my word is my word and that I'm going to do what I say, I want to be that kind of person. Dependability. Ecola has core values and the core values we have we built together because we felt what are the most important things in a company in our in our culture that we want to build and and the first one in there is integrity integrity being honest you know that if you say you're going to do it or you're, you you know whatever that you're going to do it that we can trust you the second one is dependability we know that if you have a job to do that you're going to show up ready to do it and do it the other one is respect one another, that we respect each other and we respect our customers. We respect each other. How important are these things to just everyday life? Pretty important. The customer, uh, customer service above all else. We're there to serve. We're there to take care of a problem. And we want to do it to the best of our abilities. I tell the employees, I say, just treat every customer as if it's your mother and I'm hoping you love your mother. I'm hoping you love your mother because you wouldn't do a 50% job for your mother, would you? You'd want to do the best you could. You want to take care of your mom. She took care of you for years. So, of course, you're going to want to take care of your mom, I would think, if she took care of you. And if she didn't, I'm sorry about that. Really sorry about that. Who are the voiceless? In the Bible, we see the needy, the fatherless, and the widows as ones who had little value to the community of that time in history. Their voices were not allowed in the public square. Likewise, we need to speak for those who are not being heard today. The Lord cares for the voiceless. Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. That's in Proverbs 14.31. Do you know some arena where there's voiceless people? The children that are in the foster care program. I'm involved with um, Project Cuddles. It's to save babies from ending up in dumpsters. And I know that sounds sad, but it happens every day. And um, this project has saved over 750, I think the number is even higher than that now, 750 babies from being aborted or in a trash can. That's pretty amazing. Because do they have a voice? They don't. Those little babies... They didn't even ask to come into the world, but they were made. They were created. But they don't have a voice. I feel very fortunate to be involved in that. Who are other voiceless? I was watching a show last night. I don't even know how I got on the show, but it was um, rape victims. And this young girl 
you know, she went through this whole thing and she did everything everybody asked her to do. And it ended up that they were trying to tell her that it didn't really happen. Her life was so messed up. Everything went wrong. She lost her job. She kept seeing reoccurrences in her brain of what had happened. And everybody was telling her it didn't happen. And she came from a foster care situation to where she had good foster parents and not so good foster parents. And it caused her to not trust and not feel safe. And so she had to rely on herself. Is that you? When I was growing up, my mom, we had foster kids that came and stayed with us. So I'm a little bit familiar with um, what happens, the environment that happens in that situation and just the me- the mechanics of it and the emotions. Because I remember, I don't, I don't remember what age I was, but I got so attached to this one child. It was a two-year-old baby. And I got so attached. And when that child was ready to go back home to mom and dad, I cried because that was, it felt like a part of me was leaving and I had no say. I had no say in the situation in my heart. I just love this baby. And so foster parenting is, it's something that is necessary and needed, but man, is it tough because you get connected, you get your heart connected with, with these children. Um, And it affects everybody. That whole situation affects everyone. And it's just a sensitive situation. But is there someone that you can think of right now that maybe is not having a voice? I mentioned before that I have a neighbor who is, there's domestic violence going on and I know it. And when I'm around, I am so peaked in um, listening and watching and seeing what's happening. And I have policemen living in my neighborhood. And I just, I, I just feel like I feel hopeless, but not I feel like um, I called 911 and no one showed up. And domestic violence is the number one uh, thing that happens to deputies that come to the door. They get shot. They get killed over domestic violence. So it's not something that anybody wants to knock on the door and say, stop it. You know, the neighbors, all the neighbors heard what was going on, but nobody wanted to step forth and go to the door or go through the back. And, you know, because everybody's fearful. So it opened my eyes to some things. And, you know, that, that woman or those children are voiceless. They don't, they don't really have a voice. And so is there anyone that you know of, suspect that there's an issue? I had an issue when I was growing up where I found out years and years later that there was a molestation happening right across the street from my house. And I had no idea. And I kicked myself. But I was young. I was young and didn't realize But I'm thinking, man, if I knew now, I mean, if I knew then what I know now, it would have been a lot more apparent what was going on because of what I've been through and the sensitivities that the Lord has allowed me to feel so that I could be there for other people. Please, those that are listening right now, there is somebody maybe needing you. I don't mean to be a hero and get hurt. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying eyes wide open ears wide open. Ask the Lord to reveal to you anybody that might be in your neighborhood that might need your voice or your help. Be there for them if you can. Whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. Proverbs fourteen twenty one. 
The Bible repeatedly deals with the theme of helping the poor and those in need, with Jesus responding quite pointedly when one of the Pharisees asked him, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Here are just some Bible verses about service for you to consider and pray on. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So if somebody asks you in a trivial question, what's the first commandment? You can now tell them. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So that's the first and the second commandment. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And listen, you know what I've discovered is in those is that if you do one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and body, and love thy neighbor as thyself, everything else seems to work itself out. Those two are the most important. So if you can remember those, it would help you. It would help you and those that you surround yourself with is to love thy God with all your, all your heart, not when it's convenient. With all your heart, your soul, your mind, your body, everything. Love the Lord, your God, with all. And then love thy neighbor as thyself. Do we harm ourselves? Some of us do. We drink too much. We do things that are hurting us. But on the most part, we're not really wanting to hurt ourselves, at least on the most part. So we shouldn't want to hurt our neighbor. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. And he will be rewarded. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be great, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. God makes it clear that we should be going out of our way to help others. So if you're looking for places to volunteer and show God's love, you've come to the right place. There are many volunteer opportunities available. There are many opportunities. I mean, all around you, there are opportunities. We honor God when we serve others. His desire was for us to use our diverse types of gifts from him to benefit those around us. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Each of us has something unique that we offer. It is also vital to note that we will receive different results, but what is most important is that we volunteer and serve. Much good fruit dies on the tree if there is no one to come and eat it. We have so many great qualities about us that our Creator gave, all of which to serve a purpose outside of ourselves. For instance, for compassionate heart, positive attitude, and the desire to defend those who are the underdog all come from a deeper purpose to serve others. We volunteer our services out of that same compassion and love for others. It is so woven into the fabric of our being. We find great fulfillment and joy in serving for nothing, no monetary gain. When you hear this, what's going on in your mind? Is there something that you can see? You know, I, I talk about entrepreneurship and I talk about finding a need and filling it. And sometimes it's as simple as if you have an empty seat in your car and you're going to church, maybe there's somebody in your neighborhood that just needs a ride, just needs a ride to church. Bible study, maybe it's that. Maybe it's uh, they don't want to participate because they can't bring a potluck meal. They can't bring a dish. So bring an extra dish and invite them and say, look, I'll, I'll make the dish for you all. You know, let's just go. You know, whatever it is, let's just figure out ways where we can 
help people get out and get involved. How about the people that are taking care of people that can't take care of themselves? My mother-in-law, she's 92, and she needs help now. She has helped everybody. Her whole, the whole time I've known her, she's, she's been a servant. She went to church every day, prayed for everybody. And now she sits in a chair and she watches TV. She can't hear real well. She can't see real well. But boy, she still just puts on the love when someone comes in the door. Oh, hi. She just makes you so valued for coming in the door and, and saying hi to her and giving her a hug. And it's just so wonderful to just spend time with her. It's precious. It's precious time. But there's one individual who's spending most of her time taking care of her. And what about her? You know, she's selfless. She's, she can't go get her hair done. She's, she, doesn't, she works, but she's not able to work work. Uh, she's having to take care of. And she's been doing it for a very long time. And I know there's others out there that are probably in the same situation. Now, there, it's a precious gift to have that special time, but it also... You know, I'm a grandma now, right? And I have my my grandbabies for, let's say, three hours. And by the fourth hour, I am packing the stuff by the front door. And it's not that I don't love them. It's just that I'm exhausted. And I can't imagine being 24-7, you know, at, at my age. I just can't imagine 24-7 for four years, five years to be, uh, you know, beck and call and just being able to be there and emotionally supportive, physically supportive, just being available, mind, soul, you know, just the whole thing. Um, I know there's people that are listening right now that are probably in the same boat, and God bless you, and I know you're exhausted. Here's what I'm going to say to you, though, is that reach out, because there's other people that might need something to do. They might need uh, to feel like they matter and that they can make a difference, and maybe you are the ticket for them to feel like they can do something helpful for you. Now, that's not something my sister-in-law does very easily. Um, and it could be that, you know, mom doesn't feel comfortable. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure about that. But all I can say is my mom asked for us to pray for her, to pray for her hearing, for, pray for her sight, and pray for her health. Um, she's got a infected toe and the usual things to do there, I'm like shocked at, uh, but she's got an infected toe. So what I would say is she asked me to ask you to pray for her, and her name is Pat. And so if you are so um, available to do that, I would really appreciate it. Just say a prayer for her uh, and for um, those that are taking care of her. If you could pray for them, too, it would be really great. A motto strive to live by. So many of us have the power to lend a helping hand and be there for someone in need. Proverbs nineteen seventeen. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Our acts of love and charity don't go unnoticed by the Creator. He will bless us for blessing others. The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food and the poor, with the poor. It is not a bad thing to be generous. Generous people will live a blessed life. Can we ever outgive God? Can we ever be too generous? I don't think so. I've left you an example of how you should serve and take care of those who are weak. 
For we must always cherish the words of our Lord Jesus, who taught, giving brings a far greater blessing than receiving. Be strong for someone who is weak. Giving your time, effort, and energy is far greater blessing. First John 3, 18, beloved children, our love can't be abstract theory. We only talk about, but a way of life demonstrated through our loving deeds. When was the last time you did a loving deed? Could you do more? Yes. Answer is yes. <laughs> it's always going to be yes. Could you do more? Yes. Yes, you can. Oh, Galatians 6, 2, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. We are most Christ-like when we look to help someone suffering and need a friendly hand. I bet there's people in your circle, people in your surroundings that are in need of you, and you don't know it. I would pray for the Lord to reveal to you those names and those faces so that you can reach out and be there for one another. Give to one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. These are so good, and it's something that I don't, I don't think we can outgive. I think we need to keep doing it. This show is on Christian radio. It's also on country radio, and it's on secular radio. And I, I will say to everyone that um, we have a common bond, okay? We all bleed the same. We all bleed the same. We all have a heart. We have emotions. We feel. And I would just say to each one of you, let's be there for one another, No matter where you've come from, no matter where you've been, no matter where you're going, let's be there for one another. God bless you. Until next week. Bye for now. Ah, it's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.